Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. I'm John Burke from BurkeReviews.com and with me from across the pond is Matt Hudson from WhatIWatchTonight.co.uk. Matt, how you doing, sir? Uh, very well, my friend. Swooping in to start off the holiday season, certainly in the United Kingdom. We're starting the holiday season now. It's December, my friend. It's a Christmas time is coming up. The New Year's coming up. Oscar bait season is coming up, JB. The Bampies are coming up. You know, the, we're, we're getting mm-hmm. all of the special speciality coffees in the coffee shops, my friend. This is the best oh, time of the year. And we're kicking it off, uh, hopefully, with a good one tonight. But I must ask, so how are you? Are you keeping Florida safe and well? Well, sir, I had to have my windshield replaced on my truck uh, today. Not good. Um, two, two Fridays ago, a rock hit my windshield on my way to work. And ah. it just caught the bottom of it. Um, yeah. And I, it it chipped. And I was like, okay, I can probably so get it replaced. Cracking, we have this company it? that like can go and they have like a resin they put in. Yes. And I'm like, I'll, I'll call it small enough. Uh, it, it started getting a little bigger, like just a line, but it was a, it, it was still within the size. But my unfortunate luck, it was so close to the edge that it was not something they could fix. So I had the whole thing replaced. And this, they came to my work today, replaced it in like under two hours. Super cool. The thing I had not thought of though, Matt, when I replaced the windshield is all of the stuff that is on your windshield, like the rear view mirror. And I have like, we have uh, toll booths here. I don't know. Is are toll booths a thing? In, in yeah, the- we have toll booths in certain parts. So, I get caught every time I go over them. I have this little sticker that, like, it, it has, like, a microchip in it, and it knows that I have money in my account, so I don't have to, like, stop to pay the toll. Yes. Um, that that was stuck on my windshield. I didn't think about that. Luckily, the dude did a great job of trying to put them all back on, but, you know, when you peel a sticker off, it never sticks yeah, ain't going back on. as well. Um, and I'm not sure if my rearview mirror is in the same place. I think it's lower by, like, an inch or two, which I can't fault him. I, didn't, I honestly had not considered that being an issue. Cause I'm not, I've never had to replace a windshield. Um, so it was, it was one of those things where like, you've never had to do it. You don't think about all of the little things that are like just on it. And then also it's so clean. Like I, my window must've been so dirty. Cause I'm like, Dude, it doesn't they look like are disorientatingly clean, aren't they? Well, I've had a few done now. And thankfully over here on, on our insurance, if, if, if you have the right cover, you get windscreen cover. So if you get a chip, they'll come and put that resin in. If you've got a, a crack, if, it, if you're insured, they'll replace your windshield for free. Bish bash, there you go, all done. But it, it, it's really, really quite um, strange to get a new one because it just feels like you haven't got one there. It's so clean. Uh, yeah, but I hear you, Mike. So don't, don't get me started about car trouble. <laughs> I've had enough I know, that, of cars. I know, we both... <laughs> <laughs> i'm hoping it's the year 2022 man we're almost out of this maybe our cars will start acting right um, i have a, a another co-worker who said the same thing she just feels cursed it's like she gets one thing fixed and then it's another thing it's another thing and cars are so expensive right now you are telling me i had my uh i had a certain valve on my car uh it's been causing me issues for a little while since i got this car um i thought i had it sorted the other week with the mot the service um Turns out it didn't, and that cost two hundred and something pounds, two hundred fifty bucks, and then to only to find out that it didn't actually do anything apart from pr- um, prolong the inevitable uh, when my car decided to conk out. So I had to pay well a lot more than that to get the valve fitted today. The only saving grace was it happened the day before payday, so I, I could get it sorted out. But um, yeah, John saw a picture of my car just like sadly sitting on the side of a road uh, yesterday, oh, yeah. whenever it was, standing in the rain, but. Yeah, car, cars are expensive, but surely, John, there's other things to keep us happy in life. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of them is movies, and that's what we're here to talk about today. In fact, one specific film is why we have joined together from across 
uh, cross con- cross ocean, cross transatlantic, whatever you want to say, words that make sense together in a sentence <laughs> that we call speaking. Um, we're talking about Devotion, the new 2022 film directed by J.D. Dillard, um, written by Jake Crane and Jonathan Stewart. Uh, the cast, it's a pretty big cast. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell returning to the Navy aviation yes. game, uh, which is by coincidence, because obviously Maverick should have come out like what, three years ago or something like that? Like it was a few years forever. ago. Now, yeah. uh, Christina Jackson, Joe Jonas, uh, which let's let's pause on Joe Jonas for a second, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's been a lot of talk about another pop singer getting an acting career suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Styles, right? We had two major Harry Styles movies this year. Uh, Don't Worry, Darling, and My Policeman, which is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> but no yeah, one's talking one. about this Jonas brother sneaking into this movie. Like, I'm like, hey, hey, doesn't Joe Jonas have some fandom? Now, granted, he's been in some Disney stuff, but I think this is one of his bigger movies. Uh, I mean, I, when you want to compare the two, I, I, I'm not going to compare the two vocally because I don't think I'm as qualified as others, but... Uh, again, I, I know we don't give spoilers, and John's going to lead off. I will say Joe Jonas wins the pop star acting battle this year so far. I mean, I would agree because one uh, of the three movies I haven't seen, My Policeman, to be fair, but oh, from what just, I've heard, <laughs> this movie is better. Um, Thomas Sadowski is also in the. Sorry, I'm going back to the cast. Sorin, Sorinda Swan, um, Darren Kagasoff, Nick Hargrove, Spencer Neville. Uh, a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risk their lives during the Korean War, the Forgotten War, as the movie reminds mm-hmm. us, and become some of the Navy's most celebrated wingmen. Uh, 79% Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critic score 92, audience score 66, wow. meta score 6.9, IMDb user score, and 3.4 on Letterboxd. Now, here's the thing, folks. I think Devotion is inherently hurt coming out the same year as Top Gun Maverick because Maverick is an action-adventure film through and through, uh, it is so exhilarating. It is an almost nonstop propulsion. It is uh, a blockbuster incarnate. Like it is exactly yeah. what we oh, think yeah. of when we think of a blockbuster. That is not what devotion is going for. The trailers um, will make you believe otherwise. But yeah, you're it does. right. Um, I was 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes in this movie. And I was lolling back. I was so irritated. I was like, I don't think I can make it through this movie. I am wow. bored and I don't get bored often with movies i was just not vibing with the 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 whole thing and i thought at first i was really thrown because our protagonist is glenn powell (laughs) and i'm like this movie's about the first black navy aviator why isn't jonathan majors our starting point we're not starting with him we're starting with lieutenant tom hudner which is glenn powell's character and i'm really thrown now i can't get into why later i i will back off of that opinion um because it would be a spoiler we'll save spoiler talk for the spoiler yes, it's uh, a true story but we'll keep we'll keep the main points under wraps and to matt's point i didn't know this story at all um i i and like the movie claims the korean war is a forgotten war like i know it happened i know people who were in it um i was not i was not born yet but i i do know uh people you know my my stepfather's age were in that war um i uh at, at, but but I don't know much about it to be honest. Like I know I knew that we were helping South Korea. That's all I knew. I, I really don't know much else about it. I don't remember learning much about it in school. Um, by comparison to like World War II, which is the you know the war we've seen so many movies about, right? Like it's the one we know. And there's tons of Vietnam movies. I've seen t- you know I I think I've seen every major Vietnam movie at this point. Um, I think I might be missing one. Uh, Deer Hunter is one I know I need to watch. Yeah, but 
Um, so I don't know this story at all, but I knew going in that it's it's about the first black navy aviator, and Jonathan Majors is playing him. Why isn't he our major? So like, I was really checked out early. And that's why I want to praise this movie, because by the end, I think I cried more at the end of this movie than I've cried at anything this year, for sure. Yeah. Um, and m- maybe Everything Everywhere got me more, to be honest, because that movie really hit like every emotion uh, in ways that I was not expecting. But I was moved uh, to this. A lot of times, listeners, when I say I cry at a movie, we're talking single tear. Like a even sometimes I say I cry and it's just like I felt tears, but I was able to keep them from rolling off my face. I had tears rolling down my cheeks for several minutes at the end of this movie. And I was surprised. I was not expecting that. I had not, again, started off not really into this. But by the end, uh, it won me over so much, partly because of the true story. Uh, the the look at friendship that I think this movie is great on. Um, there were a few scenes that I thought was fantastic in this film. There's a, uh, a bridge sequence. Um, and the first ground war sequence, when we, we see uh, the soldiers on the ground, it is visually spectacular and horrifying. Like it is, there's so much, like the way the bullets are like lighting up the sky because it's a night, it's a night fight. It, it was so insane. I, I was really like thrown by that um, a lot. Um, there were just these, these things that I really, really liked. And of course, the one that needs to be praised the most, though, is. How did Jonathan Majors make it to the last black man in San Francisco before we learned about him as an actor? Because this guy... He's, he's something else. Dude, I mean, he came out of nowhere and is just, like, destroying every role he's given. He, there's so much nuance in his performance, in his face. It's the little things. It's it's He's so engrossing to watch. And he doesn't have to do a whole lot. And he just owns the scene. And to be fair... Glenn Powell is one charming guy. Like I like him in Maverick and he's, he's not likable in Maverick. He's supposed to be like the antagonist. He's memorable. And he, but he's the cool antagonist because they didn't make him like evil. Right. He's just like, he's a jerk. jerk He challenges you, but he's not like awful. They don't make him some like caricature of evil. Like he's still an American soldier. You don't want to hate him. He's still supposed to be one of us. Right. So here he's, more of a good guy and and i think at times his character is challenged with it's not your place to be that good guy like it's not you don't have to fight that fight like there's other ways and i think it's a compelling discussion to be had and um i again this this movie at one point i i don't think i was ready to walk out like i wasn't thinking this is bad i just really wasn't feeling it and i was like oh man if this is how i'm gonna feel for two because it's just over two hours pretty much yeah I was like, I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to have a good time with this. And I don't know that I ever had a good time, but by the end of the film, I definitely had come around and I'm, I'm definitely a fan of this movie. I, I think both of those lead performances are great. I think there's a lot of other really good performances in this. Uh, Christina Jackson as Daisy, she doesn't get a lot of screen time, but I think she owns the screen when she is on it. Like she is so impactful and there's these little moments with her and other characters again i don't want to get into specifics to why the situations are but she just the way she delivers a line or her body language it it uh it contributed to my crying for sure um some of her scenes really hit hard for me um and i also i really liked um i I can't remember which character there was a character that uh 
Jesse Brown was really close with um that I'm not seeing his name on here, so I don't know which one he was, but I also can't describe what happens because that would be a spoiler, but there's an emotional arc with another character that I thought was really powerful. Uh, I thought that guy did a good job of making me care. So um, I like Devotion. Um, I don't think it's the best name, to be honest. Like it, it yeah. It's not a bad name. I just think it, it's not really insightful to the overall theme. I mean, obviously there is the devotion to your cause, your craft, your country, your your love uh but yeah okay so that's you could name almost any movie devotion then right like a lot of movies depict people being devoted um it doesn't really give insight to what like this story is uh enough and again i think it's one of those things if you don't know what the movie is from the trailer or something you've never seen it you just see the name devotion it's not one that's going to grab people to the audience thinking here's a compelling war movie you know um but matt i want to know what did you think of devotion um well we're saying off air about the thanksgiving we don't celebrate thanksgiving in the uk it's just not a holiday we have hence why for me the holidays start now but i know this came out in you know in uh, over thanksgiving weekend it seems like the perfect film to come out to celebrate the holiday or the season to get families going out because the film is a pg-13 it's um i think it's suitable for most ages you know pretty, pretty much from maybe 10 and 11 up maybe i think you probably get away with showing the kids this um yeah. It seemed to be from the outside and from the trailers and from everything I'd heard, pretty good fit for the half Thanksgiving weekend. And having heard what you've just said, it's funny because I'm not, it's not too dissimilar to what, to you. I never kind of sat there and thought, oh man, what, I, I, I can't take this anymore. But I felt that it, uh, throughout, there's a few moments throughout or quite a few where the film doesn't, it, it feels very disjointed at times. And there are things that mm. are in this film, which, probably don't need to be in there but because the uh jd dillard is sticking very rigidly to the the source material which is it's a book called by adam makos it's a it's called devotion an epic story of heroism friendship and sacrifice because he's sticking to this true story similarly to uh what we said about she said you can't really take liberties of a story like this then you can kind of feel that where i think she said was held back narratively and creatively by that in an express in expressive way i think this is as well i think devotion because it is so set on honoring the story and it's a wonderful story to honor that it almost hamstrings itself from a cinematic point of view from a narrative angle but that being said i enjoyed this film jb i thought this film was a very decent film um it's certainly not a war film if you're going in expecting a war Mm. film I've got something to tell you guys. It isn't. This is a drama film set during yeah. the war. And it's, I, you know, I, I, I preferred that. Do you know what I mean? Especially when, when we start to find out more about Jesse Brown, Jonathan Major's character, and how we're introduced to him. We don't necessarily see his rise through the ranks. We, he just, he is just where he is. But we feel, we feel where he's come from. We feel the challenges he's faced. And we know what they, them because of Jonathan Major's wonderful performance, whether that's with his delivery or like you said, with just a look on his face, whether it's pain, whether it's sadness, whether it's uh, whatever emotion you want. Jonathan Major seems to effortlessly be able to just transform into whatever he needs to be to do his role. And he's just come out of nowhere. He's got, he's got this, he's got Ant-Man three coming up Creed three. Of course, he's Kang. He's going to have been two of the biggest films of the decade with the Avengers films upcoming guys, you know, crushing it. Obviously Loki as well for the MCU fans. Um, 
But no, I thought this film was very decent. I, I agree with you about the ending, JB. I think the film builds up so much to its ending. It takes quite a while for there to be any action in this film. It's well over the hour mark before we really get some proper action, which I didn't mind necessarily because I just hope that they build the characters up. And I believed the, I believe the friendship and the camaraderie between um, Brown and Hunter. Yeah. It felt like yes. a real friendship. It wasn't just two guys who were perfect and agreed with each other the whole time. You know, it's th- th- it was bumpy at times, and I and I, I liked that. And as was as was Brown's you know, journey within um, within the Navy as a pilot. You know, of course he's going to come up against obstacles, sadly, because of the color of his skin. That is the that is the f- the, the the barrier he faces day in and day out. But the film, the film's got, I think it's got a very interesting way of dealing with this. You know, at no point in this, you know, racism isn't cured in this film. You know, people don't necessarily by the end of it, see the errors of their ways and they're cured of their bigotry or their racism. It's not that kind of film. Instead, it's looking at a different angle and it's focusing more on the characters um, rather than the events and the war. And I'm, you know, I enjoy that, my friend. Those scenes you mentioned, the the bridge scene, uh, especially, and the ground fight. Yeah, the bullets. Damn, you can see those bullets as they go past. That was mm-hmm. pretty visceral. The last time in theatre, I got a feeling like that was, um, oddly enough, the beginning of that film, Overlord, when they jump out of the plane. Oh, and the man. sound yeah, design yeah. on that was, uh, you know, made me nauseous. It's terrifying, and it was it was akin to that because I think the sound design's very good. I think the film looks good. I think the film looks very decent. It's 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 pretty uplifting. Uh, the film i think uh throughout it's it's family friendly to the point like we said and it is very but but it is held up by the certainly jonathan majors but i want to give glenn powell some props as well he isn't as charismatic as his character in top gun but that's that's the character himself glenn powell is he just seems to be very cool he's kind of like the guy that all the guys want to be and i look at that guy and think man you're you're so damn cool um so those two together i think are really good i'm with you though I gin really with you on Christina Jackson. I think she is so, so, so good in anchoring this film. She provide, she brings so much to this film with so little uh, g- given to her um, as Daisy Brown. I think she genuinely is fantastic in this. She may, in, in terms of the, I think Jonathan Majors will always be the standout, but I think Christina Jackson may come in that second place to me. I really think she was so impactful with what she was given and how she um how she delivered it but yeah no i think this is very good john it's not a war film it's it's a drama film i think jd dillard uh the way he navigates the story and decides which which elements of brown's life he wants to focus on and the struggle he wants to focus on uh, as opposed to other things I pref- I liked how he did that. I think he actually did really good. And I know that I think JD I think JD Dillard's grandfather or great grandfather, I think he was the second black naval pilot, I believe, oh, wow. I read. Which so it is a very, very personal story for him, which is why I think he lent into that, you know, very respectful take on this source material rather than, you know, giving us a Pearl Harbor from early noughties. But um yeah, I think the film I think the performances are great. I think the ending is very powerful. I'm with you, JB. It's very hard to watch the end of this film and not and not feel choked up. I mean, I got it as well. I'm sitting in the theater. I got the tissues ready. It's a tough ending to watch, but because it earns it, it builds up to, and I know it's built on a true story, but it builds up to it. And the performances and the, the bonds that people create and the, and the dialogue as well. Game that really, really sells it. However, 
could possibly be um, threatened that this film is a little bit too slow. I do think it feels disjointed. Some things aren't really explored. Some things don't necessarily make sense. And I think there are some pacing issues in it, JB. However, I enjoyed it. I preferred it being a drama (laughs) film over a war film. Uh, And I think the ending... I think the ending lifts it, and the and the uh, lead performances and Christina Rob, Robert Jackson, sorry, really lift this, my friend. So yeah, I'm kind of more in line with that. Probably critics RT scored a seventy nine percent. I'd be kind of I'd throw my hat on that in that ring because nothing really wrong with the film, John. It's just sort of things here and there which if they could have fixed would have really elevated this. But nope, I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, I think, like you said, it's a little long. I think maybe the pacing's a little off, and I, I agree with the disjointed thing at times. Um, and uh, one thing I'd seen critic uh, a criticism was that it, it's more Navy propaganda, and like I didn't feel like I this. Know, was, I, I I know that just because something is military, we lean towards propaganda, but it didn't feel like it was like advocating for. There are characters who I think are advocating, but uh, as a general like story, this doesn't feel pro military it's not anti-military it's not like watching full metal jacket like that's very clearly we got a, a different take on it but um i i don't think it's like pro military uh either like i don't think it's advocating for but you know i i get not either i'm not even saying which one is good or bad i just i didn't feel like i wasn't walking out of that movie going i need to join the navy like i didn't feel you know that way of course okay. that doesn't mean it's not propaganda either but I mean, I'm sure some people would look like that, but I think it was so staunchly um, set on retelling this story. And, and to your point as well, that I wasn't, I, I know the Korean War, you know, I'm fairly well versed on you know, world warfare. And I'm aware of the Korean War, but I know I, this is a story I wasn't aware of. So I, you know, when I went, when I went into this film and when we got to that end, which we'll talk about in our spoiler mini so next week, then can't say I fully expected what was going to happen, my friend, but um yeah, I think this is a very important story, and I know there'll be. Listen, John, I know, you know I'm not going to get too real world, but I know there'll be people who look at this and think, "Ah, it's woke or it's it's pushing some agenda." It really isn't. It gen- you know, this film is not. This film is telling an important story, and it's not. There's no agendas being pushed or whatever people want to say. It's a. It's a real. It's a very very real story about heroes which I think more people should go and see. I don't know how well this film is doing at the box office. I don't think it's going to crush the box office, but I don't know how well it's doing, but um, it would be nice to see that there was an audience for this film because I think it deserves it. I think it's a decent film. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, uh, again, I think it's a good story to know. And I think it's a, I think it's a solid film Um, with really good performances. Um, That's our review of devotion. Again, it's currently playing in theaters uh, everywhere. Uh, had a full wide release. Um, and again, Jonathan Majors, man, just he's he's he's, he's blowing it. up. Uh, if you haven't seen some of his earlier stuff, especially Last Black Man in San Francisco, highly, highly, highly recommend that you check yes. those out. Um, he's done some amazing movies. Harder They Fall from last year was fantastic. Um, just oh, he's, he's so good. And I, um, I think I mentioned the story before. Just quickly, we saw him at a panel at um, Comic Con in London last year, and it was with Tom Hiddleston and. Um, I, can't, I haven't seen it. So female Loki. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know what her name is. But um, and you know Tom Hiddleston's cool. Female Loki. They were cool. He's very bit middle class. Jonathan Majors. He just we we came out and both said it. Me and my uh, sessions co-host Luke. Jonathan Majors just owns the stage, but he's got an effort effortless presence. He's very cool as well, but he's just got a presence about him. Even when he's just sitting in a chair, you know, talking 
about Loki or whatever. There's something about him. There's a gravitas to him, which yeah. was noticeable just being on a stage with 10,000 people there. So, yeah, well, um, yeah that's yeah. That was one of my first kind of real introductions to him. Creed three coming out in a little bit. Um, <laughs> Good luck, Michael B. I, Jordan. And I, I got to say bad news for, uh, um, devotion this weekend though. My local theater is getting top gun Maverick reissued. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that's happening everywhere, but if my theater's getting it, it's probably happening in more than just yeah. my theater. That's bad um, news for so this yeah, film. Again, if you're going to compare, like, Maverick is a blockbuster. Maverick is a crowd pleaser. Devotion is a good movie, but it's not going to do what Maverick does. And, oh, that's it's really kind of mean for Maverick to come back out the second weekend of Devotion release. But hey. Very unfortunate. Because Devotion has made, as of this recording, JB, just shy of nine and a half million worldwide. So it could really do without yeah. Top Gun Maverick coming out. And my understanding is uh, last weekend's Thanksgiving box office is the lowest Thanksgiving box office in history. Yeah, um, it was not good. So not good for not for devotion for all the movies. Yeah, yeah, so not it was good just, at all. Nobody went to the theater on Thanksgiving weekend when three new movies, uh, four new movies came out, but one didn't get as wide release as others. Anywho, that's it for our review of Devotion. Again, check back next Monday for our spoiler episode, uh, spoiler mini-sode. For now, let's move on to Chuffed Headlines. These are movie or pop culture news that caught our attention. Matt, what grabbed your eye this week? Uh, what grabbed my eye was a headline about two shows I have not seen, John. <laughs> but, but it's the I'm fully aware of one of the you know seismic pop culture juggernauts that one of these is the headline from screen rant by a dude called matthew biggin reads wednesday the netflix show wednesday defeats stranger things in huge netflix ratings upset uh, the adams family spin-off show wednesday beats stranger things viewership figures in a netflix streaming record upset for an english language series now i haven't seen wednesday um i'm a big fan of jenna ortega i think she is also someone who's having a, a fantastic year um with her career what she's been up to this year um but haven't seen wednesday john knows and most of the listeners know will know what i'm like with streaming series i would like to watch it to be fair and i've heard good things about it but you know stranger things when season four came out you know people have been building up to this for years and it came out and it had uh, a lot of viewers a big viewership stranger things had 335 million hours logged um worldwide i'm guessing that is yes it is um but Wednesday's come out and beaten it by 6 million hours, 341.2 million hours of viewing globally during its opening week, which is uh, a new record for an English language show. Uh, Squid Game, however, has five, had 571.76 million hours in its opening week, which is unbelievable. Now, the the question obviously is, uh, how, how do we know? I'm, I guess this is true. I guess what uh, Netflix is saying this is true because, you know, because it is it's not because they want to push people towards watching their shows we've said before i mean i've just given the devotion box office figures i'm pretty sure you could very quick quickly go and track those down for yourself guys and there is a there's an audit trail back to the theaters netflix disney plus amazon prime hulu paramount plus hbo whatever they can tell you what they they can tell you it has that many figures but i don't know i i just guess it did but i just thought it was an interesting um an interesting stat 
to pull out because Wednesday you've got uh, you've got Jenna Ortega. I've seen lots of videos of her dancing online, which look great. And again, I'm a fan of her. I know you've got you've got Gwendolyn Christie's in it, Catherine Zeta Jones, Louise Goodman, Christina Ritchie's in it. Uh, Tim Burton directs the first four episodes. It's got the Adams Family vibe and IP behind it. No, so it's not like it's a a small thing to come out of nowhere. But I was surprised when I saw this, John, when I saw that Wednesday had come out and frankly had been this popular. You know, I, I, maybe I'd expect it to be in the top five, top ten opening weeks. But the buzz online for me, from my side, from what I've seen, has been good. But it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been like breaking uh, down the doors like Stranger Things did. My, my socials were awash and still are with a lot of Stranger Things stuff. But um I just thought it was a very interesting stat and it makes me want to watch Wednesday more. I know people who watch it are enjoying it. Uh, people I know as well who are watching are enjoying it. But uh, John, um, have you seen Wednesday and are you at all surprised that it's come out and it's beaten Stranger Things in the opening week for Netflix? You know, I have not. Um, much like you, I notoriously don't jump into series very often. Stranger Things is one of the exceptions. Um, I'm also, I am a big Jenna Ortega fan, though. She's had a killer year this year, right? We, we got her in Scream 5. We had her in X. And uh, not well enough seen the fallout on HBO Max, mm-hmm. which I think she is tremendous in. Um, I, I want to see Wednesday, actually. I, I was more excited until I've heard some reviews that it's very much like a YA teen show. And the proof of that is um, on Tuesday, in my Film 1 and Film 2 class, I asked uh, for their we hadn't seen each other since before Thanksgiving break. I was like, what's one movie or show that you uh, watched over break and, you know, talk mm-hmm. about it at your tables and we'll come to the room. Large number of them watch Wednesday. Like it was wow. so okay. many hands in my, my class. And a lot of them really, really liked it. I then was like, let me ask a question. How many of you have seen Adam's family? No hands. How many? That's and that's, keep in mind, keep in mind too. There has been two animated movies since they've been alive that they also have not seen. And then the two from the 90s that we grew up with that I love, right? Um, I love Christina Ricci as Wednesday. Um, I'm a big fan of both Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. And I am a Tim Burton fan. And that's the other thing that's uh, I was a little disappointed to hear that while Tim Burton directed, uh, he doesn't direct all of it. Um, my understanding is he directed four episodes yes. and uh, that there's no distinct Tim Burton element to it other than the inherent Tim Burton-ness of Adam's family, right? Like there is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. there's a similar vibe with his old style, which he's kind of backed away from in his last few movies. We haven't, I except for Peregrines. Um, I think Peregrines is the, the last movie that felt like stylistically a Tim Burton film. Um, and so, you know, the, the draw right now isn't really there for me because uh, the, the positive praise is not bad. Um, other than the, I do want to see Jenna Ortega as the character, everything. And I, all the promotional stuff that I have seen from them seems like they're, the cast had a really good time doing it. I, I like that. I like seeing, um, actors like enjoy what they're making. And that's, it's, that's always refreshing to me because I hate, you know, I don't want it to just be a job for them. Obviously, I understand that it is. But I like to see that they're passionate about it. And from what I've seen, that this whole cast seemed like they were really into doing this. Ortega seemed like she really embraced getting to be this iconic character from this, you know, uh, TV show into um, movies, into animated stuff. And I, I think there was a comic strip before that. Um, Wednesday is a, a character that I've always thought was really cool. Um, kind of like a goth go- Daria in my eyes. That's like I've always thought of Daria as very Wednesday inspired, but more like grounded mm-hmm. reality and not the uh 
you know, the weird kind of supernatural. And that's the thing. I don't know if you've heard this, Matt, but uh, my understanding is the Wednesday uh, show uh, is there's more supernatural stuff in it than the, like when you watch the Adams family movie, it's like um, goth family that's into like dark depth. And there's like, you know, Morticia, there's always like an implication that she's a vampire. Like the way they light her eyes is, is reminiscent of Dracula and like Bella Lugosi's lighting in the, in the universal horror monsters. Um, but they never actually make her a vampire. She doesn't like suck anybody's blood or anything like that. Um, but my understanding is that with Wednesday, there's like confirmed there's vampires over here. There's werewolves. There's other like supernatural things. And that's not usually the juxtaposition because it's this weird family in a suburban, you know, normal community. And that's the funny part. And my understanding is that's not really what's happening in the show, which isn't right or wrong, but it does feel like another like Riverdale or um, Sabrina, the, uh, which I know I those two it. shows are connected. That's yeah. the vibe that I'm getting, which is why I'm not, particularly drawn myself because i don't think it's for me so it's not like a criticism it's just like i think it's for my, the, my students and not really for me so i might just you know skip on this where like stranger things while it is a bunch of young actors the subject matter is for us it's it's all in the 80s nostalgia right like that's what they're going for it sounds like wednesday is more like hey here's an old property reevaluated for a new audience yeah, it's recontextualized for the for the modern times. Um, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'd like to watch it. I think I don't know how. I think they. I don't know how long the episodes are, and I think I will watch it if it keeps getting good buzz. I'll check it out. But it was it was either this headline or or talking about the new Cocaine Bear film coming out. With I, I, I yes. went with this one, John. I've, I've a lot of people have sent me the Cocaine Bear uh, trailer this week, um, it, and I'm like, it looked. Bonkers. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, but the other trailer we could have talked about though, is the new super Mario brothers trailer that dropped. Yes. Very good. Which I, I think looks really surprisingly good. Um, yeah. I'm still, I'm not advocating for Chris Pratt as Mario or anything like that, but I do think the movie looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and it looks, yeah. it looks like visually amazing. Like I am very impressed with the look. I mean, as long as it's fun, that's all I care about. I want, and I don't, I don't want to see a dark, gritty Mario film. Um, or I, I want it to be more fun than the Dennis Hopper, um, Bob Hoskins one. But as long as it's got fun, look, it's got some good gags. Jack Black seems great in it. Um, the trailer looks good. It looks like a lot. It looks like you say visually and very impressive. So I am surprisingly um, in with this film, JB. So my headline, Matt is not the Mario trailer, although it could have been. I haven't Instead, seen what it is yet. It's, uh, this is the headline. It, it's from IndieWire, this particular article. Uh, Skipping Strange World? Question mark. You're missing out on Splat, an exciting evolution in mischievous Disney sidekicks. So this weekend, this past weekend, <laughs> uh, the new Disney animated film Strange World, starring uh, Dennis Quaid, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, some, uh, oh, Gabrielle Union. Um, yeah. I've got to see Gabrielle Union play a mother twice this year. Uh, in the inspection a24 film very different mother and then here um uh this action adventure fantasy film um had a one of the worst box office openings for a disney animated film in a while it is among the other movies that had a disappointing weekend and apparently if the box office continues it might lose 150 million dollars um, and this particular article is more focused on Splat and how great Splat is. And if you haven't seen the movie, you should definitely go watch it simply for Splat, who is, I believe, quote unquote, voiced by Alan Tudyk. But he's just making noises. Um, there is no <laughs> voice, um, which is not the first uh, animated film that has weird casting. Um, 
Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Kate uh, Blanchett plays a monkey that mostly does not speak. Um, also makes noises. Uh, but I I went to see Strange World with you know, minimal expectation. I, I thought I thought the trailer was fine. I wasn't super hyped on it. Um, I really really liked the movie. I, I did like mm-hmm. Splat a lot, uh, and I am I'm a big fan of these kind of silent side characters. Like I love the Magic Carpet in Aladdin. I think that's probably my favorite character in Aladdin. Um, You're right. And one of the things I loved about Doctor Strange was the cape, right? Like I loved mm-hmm. his yep. cloak and the personality that the cloak had in Doctor Wish Strange. And uh, I think Splat does the same thing here. I was really loved Splat. I thought Splat was a great character. This article. Um, compares splat to a like a combination of magic carpet and stitch from lilo and stitch and i think that's a really good uh comparison it's this is uh the article is written by bill desowitz desowitz maybe it's desowitz it's probably desowitz um sorry bill if i got that wrong but uh i think his article is really good but the reason i'm talking about it is i'm actually uh i was a little surprised um because Lightyear, that also came out this year, hard to believe because this year is long. Um, yes. Lightyear got a lot of public backlash because of a kiss. Yes. People were so angry about this kiss. Imagine uh, that. And, and yeah, and now I wasn't, Matt wasn't. Um, this movie, I actually am surprised I'm not hearing more anger. And that to me is what I think is the sign of how bad the movie has done. Um, this movie has one an interracial couple at its helm. Uh, you yep. have a, a black woman and a white male. Again, Gabrielle Union plays the woman. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the male. Uh, they are married. They have a son. So interracial immediately. So right away, and I can't believe in today's climate that that is a concern. But it definitely it, look around in our country, and you will see people will be upset about that. Then their son is openly gay. Now here's where I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm not gay, so I don't know if the representation here is is considered good or bad. Um, he is openly gay. Uh, characters in the movie, and it, let's be real too, just for everyone who does lose their mind about this, it's a very clearly not our world. So like, it's another world. Who knows where? But it's very clearly not the world we live in. So the fact that everyone seems to be completely fine with it mind you like no there's not a character in the movie who's like what you like boys there's nothing like that right it's just this is this is this particular boy likes boys everyone's okay with it there's not a single moment no there's a moment where i thought a character might bat an eye at it nope it's like immediately like okay cool well did you do this this and this and you're like oh okay cool this movie's just gonna this is it just is it's it's accepting it's innocent at the same time i don't know um, if if I were gay, if I would feel like I'm being represented here by a character saying they like a boy, if that's enough to you know be representation. But at the same time, it's not a story about like coming out of the closet, which is a, a complaint I've heard a lot. A lot of stories about a gay person that is the story that you get is you either get um, them trying to admit to being gay and or somebody else trying to stop them from being gay. Like those are the two predominant storylines that. Uh, seem to happen in mainstream films right this isn't either of those so i think it's good representation i i think it is again i don't feel like i'm from a place where i can truly say but i'm like oh wow it's just a character who is gay and it's okay cool it's you know the character gets to do things 
now there is some backlash. I, I when I was looking for articles, I did see an article. Uh, a, a film critic said, uh, "Go woke, go broke, oh, get lost," and <laughs> immediately like, okay, that's that's not okay. But by comparison to Buzz Lightyear or Lightyear, yeah. I'm not hearing people complain, which means people don't know this is there to complain about because there's definitely people who are going to have issues proven by that comment. I just, I just said from that other critic uh, to clarify that, that line is not from the critic from IndieWire. That is a separate article. I don't want to, Bill, Bill did not say that. Um, but the fact that it's not all over like film Twitter, which might be because Twitter is, is, doing its own thing right now. Maybe film Twitter is not paying attention to film right now. Um, mm. But I haven't seen it on my Instagram post. Like I, it seems like just people haven't seen strange world. And I think you should, I think it's really good. I, I, I actually was uh, moved by this movie. I had a fun time with it. It's a throwback to the old school adventure films. In fact, there is without, I don't want to spoil the movie, but there is a old movie that this is a exactly like a reference to that. Isn't clear. It's a reference to it until very late in the movie. I'm like, Oh, it's just that I didn't know it was that the movie didn't know it was that, but it's that it's that other movie. I won't say what, so it doesn't spoil anything, but I was like, Oh, cool. I, I thought, I thought it was a really good version of that story. It's a fun kind of sci-fi action adventure um, with heart and about generations and accepting. Um, that was one of the things I had heard. I thought was concerning was I thought it was going to be Jake Gyllenhaal's character was having a hard time letting his son be himself Yep. Which is true, but it's not the himself about him being gay. Like he has no issue with that whatsoever. It's more like, I want you to follow in my footsteps. You're not like me. And that is relatable. And again, I think the movie handles that really well. I thought it was, I thought it was really good. So basically I picked this headline to like advocate for strange world. Check it out. It's not a bad movie at all. I thought it was quite fun. I could see some people thinking it's just average which matt i I know you also saw this i'm kind of curious to hear what you think but Mm -hmm. i thought i'd throw all of that out there all at once sorry for so much about strange world but uh, i i enjoy it and again after light you're getting so much backlash i am it's it's shocking maybe disney's grateful that it's not getting as much backlash as lightyear but um i think this movie does a lot more uh than what lightyear did and for it to get no or a lot less talking about is surprising to me well, what did you think of Strange World? Um, yeah, I saw this film as well. I, I, I thought it was okay. I, I, I it wasn't average. Sorry. I thought it was above average. Um, oh, okay. I think I'd be slightly down, more down in it than you. Only because I don't need every Disney film to blow me away. I don't need every Disney film to be a, a, a classic. I don't need to join the pantheon of the greats. But I just felt uh, to me, Strange, uh, Strange World, sorry, didn't really for me. It didn't take off. Uh, as a bad pun, I didn't mean to be, but it, I thought, it, again, I like the story, I like the beats, I like the inclusivity, the diversity shown within it. Important, necessary. Disney, well done, keep it up. Um, you have clout. But I thought the, the story itself, I thought was, you know, the film story itself, I thought it was, it was okay, it was pretty good. Um, it's not one which I'm going to run off to see again anytime soon. But the messages within are potent. And. I think to the point about Lightyear, I think Lightyear had a massive marketing push compared to this, just for yeah, the film. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big the time. film itself was put into it put in front of more people. I've seen trailers for Strange World in front of uh, a few films at the cinema, but I'm not seeing it on billboards. I'm not seeing it on buses. I'm not seeing it nope. advertised around. It's just not there. So there's also the potential that Disney are, really aren't 
pushing this film, which would make no sense which, because it's got a great cast well, and. And that's I'm wondering if it, they're not pushing it as a result of what happened to Lightyear that they were afraid not. of the social backlash. But I say I hope not. not. But it I, does, um, there's evidence to argue that that might be why. You know, Disney um, will always bow down to the pressure. You see what they do in China as well. I mean, it's it's abysmal. But and look at Bob JPEG. Yeah, see you later, Bob. He's gone. But he he bowed to pressure very quickly when when he was found out regarding the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Um, right. But here in Florida, yeah, they're there in Florida exactly. So um, yeah, no, I think that I, I have seen things online. I, I have seen negative comments, usually from the same uh, people. Uh, mainly on YouTube, but I also would probably hasten to bet ten bucks or ten pounds that I haven't actually seen the film. I don't think any have seen this film. I think they've just seen that there's one of the characters is gay, that there's an interracial couple, um, that even the dog could be considered disabled. And I think they would look at that and think, oh, you know, they're they're t- ticking boxes, and you know, there's an agenda pushing and all that. Which, like you said, there really actually isn't. You know, if, if if you want to be a hundred percent transparent, there is no, there's no, no one's pointing fingers at anyone saying, "Look, look, look, we're doing it, we're doing what you wanted," or anything like that. It's not. It's just a natural part of a of a story. It's not. You don't need to like like in real life. You know, you don't need to you know promote this. It's just this is this is how we live. This is life. This is natural. Get with the program. And I think the film does a really good job of portraying that. Um, the whole go woke go broke. Uh, headline i think it was um yeah there was a film critic and i know fox news picked it up i saw it earlier on yeah thank you surprise there but um you'll always you're always going to get that mindset and i think chris evans said it best in the buzzly buzzy buzz lightyear marketing when he said basically you know these old dinosaurs they're going to die off soon enough and you know so you know eventually we're going to have his words not mine and we're eventually going to have a slightly more you know tolerant society which we can all hope for but you know it's films like strange world it's it's not it, it, it is absolutely tanked at the box office but like you said john this has been the worst the worst thanksgiving weekend of all time so it's got i don't think it's tanking because people don't want to see an interracial couple or a gay kid it's nothing to do with that it's just it's a bad week for um for theater you've got the world cup going on as well which is drawing huge crowds around the world so eyes are elsewhere um but for a company like disney you know for, for people who have an issue you know this is just how it's going to be this is the real world look around you this is what happens disney and all these other companies are going to keep making films like this or they're going to include uh, be more inclusive with um with the, the identities which they bring into their films because this is the world we live in and i for one applaud that i just hope they stick you know they they, they stick firmly to it and don't uh, and don't bow to pressure like you know we've alluded maybe that's why they didn't push it quite so much i hope that's not the case because you know we need companies like disney or the studios to you know push these not push the wrong word but to be more like organically inclusive because this is the world we live in john whether it doesn't matter what what you identify as the or the color of your skin your sexuality whatever look around you everyone this is the world we live in. And if films can help promote this, whether it's Disney or anyone else, I think that's a win. If the film's not great, we're going to, I'll come out and say like, strange world. I didn't think it was the best film I've seen this year. I thought it was fine, but I love what it's doing, John. And I hope they keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, same. I, I, again, I like the movie. I don't, I agree with you. I don't think it's like a masterpiece, but mm. I thought it needed what it was doing very, very well. 
Um, that said, let's drink. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, no worries, no worries. Let's move on to media consumption, Matt. Uh, these are movies, TV, video games, music, podcasts, etc. That we use to pass the time between recordings. Matt, what have you been consuming? Uh, I've been consuming. Well, I've been working this weekend, which I <laughs> I forgot about. So I was planning to. I said last week. I uh, I think I said on last week's show I'm working, and now I'm totally forgot, uh, and then realised I was working and didn't have time to to watch anything sometimes i put things on in the background whether it's a film or you know shock horror a streaming series or at least a podcast but you know as is the way i was busy this weekend so it's gone nigh and impossible to put anything on and kind of show any mind to it so um not as much i, I listened to the dead meat podcast i listened to the nightmare on film street podcast double toasted i've listened to a few um this week but um not as much as I'd like or in a setting that I like. I like, you know, when I go to pick my daughter up, I like listening to shows then because it gives me an hour and a half or so to really get into it. But, um, so I, I watched strange world, as we said, I thought that was pretty good. It's fine. I watched, mm-hmm. I watched watcher, um, at the theater. I, I thought that was very, I really liked watcher. I think that's a very good film. Uh, I know I, I again, is it a film I've seen online getting a lot of flack? A lot of people don't really like watcher or they said it's, it, it's not that they've said it's flawed or it's, mediocre i thought watcher is pretty good i thought it's pretty solid actually um uh, what i can't say i can't say the same about disenchanted though i, I caught that this weekend I, one of the films that you've seen first on your list i really wanted to see but i didn't get a chance to um but i watched disenchanted it's not good john it, it, it isn't good it you know it's become the thing it swore to destroy in the first film you know the first film was kind of whimsical it's fun it was you know pointing pointing fingers at the whole trope at the tropiness of the its own story uh, and then the sequel just becomes that story and it kind of feels like after 15 years is this the best you could do amy adams is very good i think she's always good isn't she amy adams is i don't think she knows how to put in a bad performance even if the film around her isn't great but this enchanted man it just feels lackluster is what i'd call it i think a lot of people were very excited this film i may not have been one of them i like the first film actually enchanted i think it's very good but um, I know there's a lot mm. of people who are waiting for this for such a long time. And I don't know. I don't think it's gone down too well critically. And it just feels a bit, it, I'll tell you how it feels. This is going to be a, one of those annoying takes, but it feels Disney plusy. It feels mm-hmm. like it was made to go to DVD or VHS, but now that's what I've heard. Disney, oh, okay. There we go. The Disney plus original now can also be seen as the straight to DVD. And it, it feels a bit, it feels like, you know, kind of like the Lion King three or, or something like that, which is apparently a VHS film. And I never knew. Um, I mean, fans might like it, but it, it doesn't have any of the kind of magic or the qualities that that first one did, which, um, I was sad to, I'm sad to have to report John, but, uh, and the only other thing I watched on TV was the season finale of Andor which I watched just after we'd recorded last week's episode. And uh, yeah, very, very good way to tie up the season in the context of how, of the tone of the season. I think it's a very good season finale. Um, But I note that if people go in expecting a typical season finale, which is, you know, blood and thunder and huge revelations and Luke Skywalker coming in to save the day, you know, nicks that one right now. That's not happening. This is this is not that kind of show, and it's been all the better for it. It's been a breath of fresh air in a world where, man, uh, sorry, Kenobi and Boba Fett, those series have felt you know, they've been good, but they kind of felt I don't know. They felt bogged down, or they just haven't really. They, creatively, they felt a little bit by numbers at times, and or isn't. And or is very much Tony Gilroy saying 
I don't really like Star Wars, but I'm going to tell a good story with characters. And if, if I have to put a stormtrooper in, I will. And all right, stick an alien in the background, but don't make them front and center. We don't need that here. <laughs> it feels a lot like that. And um, I'm just going to give you Sten and Skarsgård. You're giving one of the best performances I've seen in years on TV. And Andy Circus as well. And Genevieve O'Reilly as well. You know, everybody in this is is top tier. You know, Dagulin is very good as well, but um, those three really steal the show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the second season. It's two years until we get that because they're not filming on the volume; they're filming on location again, just around the corner for me, in fact. Here, but it's been a it's been a quiet one, JB, because work uh, finds a way, unfortunately. But I hope yep, this time yep. next week we have a list more befitting of yours. And the first one on your list, JB, are films. I know you always start with something else first, but yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see that first one you've got there. Well, um. I, I was off, uh, and I, I was actively watching a lot of uh, For Your Consideration stuff, uh, trying to get through as many 2022 films as possible. I think this might be the most movies I've ever watched from a single year. I'm at 160, I think, for uh, 2022 movies. Um, so I've seen a lot. Um, so, But as always, I listen to Blank Check Podcast, which uh, they just started their Harry, um, Henry Sel- Selnick uh, series, so Henry's Night Before Christmas. Um, and... Uh, it's a really good episode. It has the director from Mitchell's versus the machines um, as the guest whose name I'm not going to remember, but he was great. I apologize for not remembering the name. It's just not one that's sticking with me for some reason, but uh, a little side note with blank check. uh, Griffin um, is the voice of the squirrel in disenchanted though. Um, Yes. Yes. I saw. Yes. Yeah. So that that's, I really wanted it to be great because Griffin's involved. It's I I don't think he's the reason it's not great though. Like you said, I think it's the, uh, the Disney Plus part of it, but I'm a big fan of Griffin, and I hope he keeps getting work. Um, so I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, I often will talk about movies. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with each one because there's just so many. Um, I'm about to give you a massive list, listener, but the Here movie uh, Matt was alluding to is I got to see Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh. Um, I did get a screener sent from Netflix. If you check, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I got a really cool box from them uh, with Very some cool. awesome swag. But I actually went to the theater to see it um, because it was playing at a local theater and it was I wanted to see it on the big screen. I like it. Um, I th- I, it's way better than Zemeckis' Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> Good. Like, leaps and bounds better. It's weirder. It's definitely Del Toro. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's got some stuff going on. I'm not sure if it's for kids or not, to be honest. There's some stuff I, I in heard, it where like, ah, I've heard there's I some uh, uh, awkward scenes. I, says this is gonna, I probably should rephrase that. Some disturbing scenes involving a monkey. But Del Toro emphasizes uh, that when we were kids, their movies dealt with tough topics, and, and they were done through animation to give us, you know, that to think about. Um, the movie goes places I was not expecting for Pinocchio. To be fair, I've never read the book. My only affiliation with Pinocchio is Disney's Pinocchio, right? Like the, the two versions of it. That's the only thing I know about Pinocchio. So I don't know if Del Toro's is more traditional um, or if it's just del Toro doing del Toro stuff, uh, but it's, it's, it's very, there's some really cool stuff in it. I think the animation's incredible and the score is excellent. Um, stop motion. There is one, it is stop motion and it, it looks amazing. Like it's really cool. Stop motion. I think it's, uh, there's some impressive stuff in it. Um, for sure. That's probably the most I'm going to go into a review of, of most of these, but, um, I, I finally caught Netflix's the house. It's another, um, it's, Three, it's like an anthology movie, uh, all stop motion. I watched Pinocchio, I watched uh, Wendell and Wild, and I figured I needed to check out the house as well. 
Um, of those three stop motion, though, the house was my favorite. I thought that was really, really good. Um, so I don't necessarily think the animation or the uh, design is as good. Like, I think Pinocchio looks way cooler. Some of the stuff in house, I'm just like, that looks kind of creepy, but in a good <laughs> way, I guess. Um, but I, again, I'll, I'll keep moving here. Uh, I caught Bones and All, the uh, Timothy Chalamet, and I, I'm going to forget the actress's name who's so good in it. Um, oh, I like that um, movie so much that I I bought the audiobook uh, and listened to the whole audiobook last week as I well, am. which was a no. nine point five hour book. The book is quite different, which is part of the reason why I like powered through it because I was like, I want to know all the things. Um, I really really like that movie a lot. I think it's amazing. It's definitely not for everybody, but if you can get past the cannibalism, it's quite good. I think it would be a very point. yeah. I want to ask you because when I so I, I saw it at LFF and I remember saying it's very good. Um, but I remember you saying, asking about whether it is suitable for, uh, for wider audience or, or whether your wife would enjoy it necessarily. Oh, and now having seen a film, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, my wife would not have handled, uh, yeah. the, a lot of it. Um, I'm glad she did not come with me. Um, it's, it's definitely, I, I think the gore is handled in an interesting way. I actually think the sound design is worse than the visuals. Um, Not worse than like bad, but like that's where like I get really like affected more so than the visuals. I think a lot of stuff happens kind of to the side or off. There's a few moments where it's like right in your face and it's like, holy cow. But um, I think raw is a one, a really cool comparison film to this one. Um, But I think raw is much more graphic with the, the, uh, the eating stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Not to say there's not here, but it's. I think this is a lo- little more tame, and it's a little more implied. Um, and again, some of the sound though makes you go, "Oh my god!" But um, a lot of times, it's at a distance. We're like away from it when it's happening, so you're not. It's not quite as in your face as some of the other stuff. But um, I kind of alluded to this. I watched the Inspection uh, from A24. Mm, yep. Um, I think very powerful film. Uh, de- worth watching for sure. Um, I caught See How They Run on HBO Max. That's the uh, Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan um, movie about an Agatha Christie novel that is a play that they wanted to adapt into a film and they can't adapt into a film and there's a murder. It's very fun. It's the third whodunit this year because it's uh, Glass Onion. Um, Death on the Nile was at the beginning of this year, if you mm-hmm. believe that. And See How They Run. Uh, it, it's the second best whodunit this year, in my opinion. Um I was a little disappointed. I feel like Sam Rockwell isn't really given a whole lot to do. And he, I wouldn't say he phones it in, but his character is kind of like a dud. Like it just doesn't feel like a lot. I think Saoirse Ronan though is on fire in that movie. I think she's just having a blast. Um, really thought she was fun. Um, uh, Master is an Amazon Prime movie uh, worth checking out. Very tough material. Uh, Regina Hall, um, really good in it. Uh, it, it kind of falls apart third act. I think it's really strong for the first two thirds. Um, Matt. So there's a documentary. I believe it is on, it's a net geo documentary. So it's on Disney plus called yep. fire of love. Have you heard about this? Uh, no, but I imagine we'll get it over so, here on D D plus. So it is, I think it's out now. If uh, So check, but it is um, essentially it's like a rom-com. It is uh, about two, scientists that are both volcanologists meaning they study volcanoes that's their field um and they their relation together they documented and filmed they were like the jacques cousteau of volcanoes basically they were like filming things and capturing photographs that no one else was doing they were taking huge risks um and kind of a spoiler but not really they were killed by volcano in 1991 
um, for like over 20 years, they documented and stuff. And then, uh, not comically it's, it's, you know, they, they misread an explosive volcano and it did kill them. Um, and so this is kind of looking back at their life and I'm watching this documentary. Um, Tuna recommended it and I messaged Tuna. I'm like, I would love this to be narrated by Werner Herzog. Oh, wow. And Matt, okay. it turns out, it turns no. out that this same year, another documentary called The Fire Within, colon, Requiem for Katia and Maurice, directed and narrated by Werner Herzog came out. <laughs> How was your luck? So I was like, are you serious? I can't believe, because I, I was kind of joking because he did Grizzly Man, and Grizzly Man has that same kind of tragic fate where the person <laughs> doing the thing they love died. And sure enough, this year, both of these documentaries came out, and um, oh, no, that sucks. that's wild. And apparently, they were not competing; like they didn't know they were both doing this. And there's no reason for it. the The footage is over thirty years old. There's no, there hasn't been like legal issues, or I could not find a reason for them both to have come out. You imagine this year. pouring your heart into this documentary, thinking this, uh, you know, people, people are yeah. going to wait to see this, and then realizing that. Oh, hold on, some Werner Herzog is also doing yeah. one, but hey, look, I'm I will sure say, they're both very respectful of each other's work. Fire of Love is better than the right, Herzog right. one. The, Her- the Herzog one is a very, it's very, if you know Herzog, he just likes it's, to kind of comment on things, and that's what yeah. this is. It's him, like, he, and his approach, he's wanting to show um, Maurice as a filmmaker, like the, the how he evolved as a filmmaker, the, the footage that he captured, which allowed us to see volcanoes in a way no one else had been able to do versus fire of love is like the story of their love. So yeah. it is two different movies with the same, they're using a lot of the same stock footage from Maurice, but different approaches. And again, it seems like they were made by coincidence at the same time, which is wild. So I had to watch both and I did um, saw strange world. As I mentioned, uh, caught funny pages, another a 24 film, yeah, uh, dark comedy. This. I think I liked it. It, it's weird. Okay. Um, Who's in it? Because uh, is it a Finn Wolfhard? Is he in this one? No, no he's in a different no, one. He's in a different one. No, it's nobody that I recognize as famous. Except there's one guy who is in the Taika Waititi pirate show. Um, <laughs> that he's not the main character. But that's the only thing I've seen him in, and he's in a couple other things. But that's the movie, the show I most recognize him from. Uh, it's it's worth checking out. It's got you know the dark comedy vibe. It's uh, I usually like those. I didn't find it funny so much, yeah. but um. My wife and I went and saw Christmas Vacation on the big screen because they were playing a retro <laughs> screening of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Never seen it on the big screen. Uh, all I got to say, listeners, there is a scene where we are in um, the son's bedroom, but the grandfather and grandmother are sleeping on the bunk beds. And the camera scrolls up and you see a like a very attractive woman on the, the ceiling. Like He has a poster of an attractive woman How on the ceiling. How did you describe this to me, John, this t- poster? Now, the, well, here's the thing. Behind the bed, a poster I've never noticed before is a nature poster of tortoises being intimate. And I'd never <laughs> noticed it all the times I've seen this movie, which is many. I've never noticed that poster until I watched it on the big screen. And I leaned over to Kathy. I'm like, I think that's a poster of turtles uh, being Doing intimate and, yeah. <laughs> and confirmed. It's 100%. And we both were like, what in the world? How have we never noticed that? Wild. Um, I caught Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell's new uh, Christmas Carol take, Spirited, mm-hmm. on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, I love this movie. I like musicals. I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan. I'm, I am I would say I'm pickier with Will Ferrell movies than I am with Reynolds movies. Um, oh, no. But I had a blast 
watching this movie. Uh, also, I gotta say, I'm a sucker for a Christmas Carol story, man. I really do love the um, Ghost of Christmas Past type yeah. stuff. And the way they do this, I thought was really fun and interesting. And I, I enjoyed it. There's at least three songs in this movie that are fantastic, too. Uh, Good Afternoon being the best one. And if you don't know what that means yet, you watch the movie and well, you'll it, understand why it's it. so great. Um, I caught uh, another... Um, is it Harry or Henry? It's Henry Selleck, right? Henry Selleck. Henry Selleck's movie Monkey Bone, uh, Brandon Fraser film. Um, critically kind of lambasted. It's like a 27% Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Uh, it's not great. I think it's pretty good, though. I was I I like Brandon Fraser, guys. I'm so glad the Fraser, uh, the, what are we calling it? Fraser Sons? The Renaissance. I. Monkey Bone, he's he's gets to do a lot of wild stuff in the movie. Very, very fun. I think very good. Um, my wife and I also watched the new HBO Max, A Christmas Story Christmas. If you don't know this about me, listeners, A Christmas Story is one of my favorite Christmas films of all time. It's not my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. I have seen it. It might be the movie I have seen the most uh, for many years of my life. On Christmas Eve at 8 o'clock, it would come on TV and is on for 24 hours, and it would not leave my TV for that 24 hours. Now, I did not watch it nonstop. Obviously, I would sleep and things like that, but it was on. And so I've seen that film in some, like, maybe not in its entirety many, many times, but I've seen so many of those scenes so many times. So when I found out they were doing a uh, sequel with the actors from the original film, as many of them as they could get, which is many of them, a lot of the actors return, I was excited but nervous. And I'll say they do a pretty decent job. It, it there are it's cheesy at times. I got to say the actor who plays Ralphie, uh, same actor from the kid. I always forget his name. Um, he was he's the rare occasion where I think he was a better actor as a child actor. Okay, that's not something we often get to say, right? Usually, like child actors get better. Um, I don't know around, if that's but... true here. I don't think he's bad. I just think like the way he performs made more sense as a child performer because you're like, oh, well, he's a kid. Here it's like, oh, but you're a grown up. Why are you still acting like you don't know what you're doing? Like, like you're acting. But um, overall, I thought the movie hit some really strong beats and it did make me cry. I got to say, there was an emotional beat I was not prepared for and it did make me tear up. So it succeeded. I don't think it's a masterpiece or anything like that, but I do think it's a solid. I mean, what we're looking at 40 year sequel. Uh, it doesn't always work. And it, it's it's good. Um, it's better than a straight to video type movie, but not quite like it's just just better um and then the last thing i saw was a documentary called wild cats not cast as i've typed here um wild cats uh i don't remember what this is on i had a four-year consideration screener i think it's amazon prime i can't remember um but uh it is um very powerful um it is uh, a guy of he was a soldier uh, he's a british soldier during afghan he was in a station in afghanistan um he is you know suffering from ptsd stuff uh he witnessed some horrific things there and he has found he's volunteering at a wildlife preserve in the amazon and uh is helping to um raise a ocelot a baby ocelot that they found um and they're attempting to be like the first group to uh, raise a carnivore and release it back into the wild. Um, and it's that journey. It's, it's uh, there's a lot of relationship stuff in it. It's very tough at times, um, but man, it was very compelling, some gorgeous cinematography. And uh, it's one of those things where you get to see man and nature kind of mesh and the power that that can have. It's, it's quite moving and definitely worth checking out. 
Nice. Uh, that is usual, my friend. You've got a uh, a superb array of films, and I'm going to check out that Fire of Love documentary. Um, I was just having I a look. It is on D Plus over here. Um, and I was just having a look. I'm in the inspection. I'm going to check out. Uh, I will watch a Christmas story. Christmas. I've seen Spirited Funny Pages. I I may skip on uh, judging by your what kind of lukewarm reaction to it. But um, there was one more film I watched, John, which I uh, forgot to mention, and I, I can't imagine oh. what slipped my mind. It's not a new one. It's an old one. And I had to watch it. It's not even a film. It's a TV special, John. And I had to watch it. It's called the Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, um, boy. I don't know if you've ever seen that, my friend. but I have um, not. It's, you've got you to watch it, man. The writers were on every 70s substance possible when they made this. And <laughs> it is some of the worst <laughs> of anything I've ever seen. But it's fun. But it's awful and there's very problematic things within it but you know, i watched that as well this weekend for research and um i don't think i've ever i don't think I'm, i haven't been the same since but uh so much so that i forgot i watched it but had to throw that in at the last minute so that is media consumption uh matt throwing in that last thing um yeah. is, is that on disney plus did they put that no for us no oh, the, okay. george lucas would has never yeah, he hates it ever allowed yeah, no. it was released on CBS, maybe I don't know, maybe or something like that, maybe in the 1978, and that was it. The only way you can watch it was on yeah. YouTube now or on, you know, DVD, VHS, or Blu rays. Yeah, yeah. Um, anywho, uh, let's get to how we've been staying bloody awesome because it takes a lot of work to keep the levels at the peak performing levels we need them to be in order to do this show every week. So, Matt, um, I don't agree with this, but how <laughs> are you staying bloody awesome? man your your country's doing well we couldn't beat you but to be fair i think we gave you a bit of a i think we let you guys have a get a point off us we were very very lazy uh world cup my friend the world cup is on um it's biggest sports event in the year uh, as per the memes online which i don't really know why people share them but the memes comparing the world cup to the olympics and the super bowl viewings i mean Let's just enjoy things, shall we, guys? But, um, yeah, no, enjoying the World Cup, mainly because I've been working this weekend, so I've had less time to do things or, or go out and see little ones. So pretty much the World Cup has been the constant whilst, I've, whilst I'm working. So I can have that one in the background because I don't necessarily need to focus on, you know, uh, Ecuador versus Qatar. But I'll have it on in the background. Um, so I've just been watching that, JB. I, I enjoy it. It's good fun. It gives... Um, Something at work for the boys and girls to talk about. Um, we have it on at work as well. Obviously, working for a sporting within the sporting industry, uh, we yeah. have any sport that's anything that's big that's on. If we worked during the Super Bowl at one AM, we would have that on as well. But um, so it's kind of like all all encompassing at the minute. But I like it. Yeah, we're enjoying it. It's an excuse for the people at work to get donuts in, to get pizza in. Um, if, if you're not on a special diet, that's quite good. Um, and it's and it's a lot of fun. But for the second week in a row, John, because my because work uh, finds a way. World Cup is how I've been staying bloody awesome, my friend. Um, yeah, but it's good for me. How about yourself, though, my friend? So I uh, came home today, right before recording, and I had two more boxes from Netflix. Um, last yes, week I got did. the Pinocchio box. This week I got Glass Onion and White Noise, and I have already seen both of these films. Uh, I was can't very wait disappointed. To watch Glass Onion again. Well, Matt, 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 
that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get a screener in the glass onion box, and I'm like, did someone did did someone take it out of my box? Did they forget to put it in the box? I don't know what the Dude. answer is, but I'm really disappointed because I wanted to watch it again. But I did get some really cool swag from Glass Onion that I'm very grateful for, including a hard kombucha. Um, what needed which to I've be never refrigerated? Had. It that that the hard kombucha. Oh, um, of course, yeah. it. Yeah, so uh, it's it's just a can, but it you know it needs to be. It, I guess it's okay, but it now should be refrigerated before you drink it. Um, and then the white noise box was amazing. We did get a screener for that. There's a sweater, a book, like so much stuff. I'm so grateful. Uh, I I want to again thank the CACF for uh, adding me to the membership last year. We got a lot of cool stuff last year. We're getting so much stuff this year, and it's it's wild because again, Big Tuna is a student of mine who is you know evolved past that at this point. I mean, we've I've known him. Uh, as long as a non-student as I've known him as a student at this point. But um, it's great watching this this Critics Association develop and grow. And we've, we took in new members this year. I'm sure we'll take in some more next year. And uh, it's it's been good camaraderie. We're getting to, to explore and we're going to try to do some festival journeys together. It's really nice. a cool environment and it's just been all up. And the fact that I came home and had these two cool boxes of stuff, um, I will be posting some images and videos of what I got on social medias, which of course leads to the last thing. Um, what's next? Our next episode, we're going to be talking about the new David Harbour led film, which have not been very successful so far. His led mm-hmm. films. I hope it's good. Violent night, the uh, yeah. Santa Claus. Um, I'm guessing action movie, action comedy uh, is the um, vibe I'm getting. Yeah. No, it's not a horror film. I think it's, I it think it's action like comedy. Yeah, it it could be. Obviously, there's a lot of horror Santa movies. This one feels more like he's the he's you know the, we've been arguing that Die Hard is a Christmas movie for years. This is like Christmas Die Hard, like Santa yeah, Die Hard. I guess um, I like John Wick, I like Nobody. That film uh, with uh, yes. Odenkirk kind of Santa. Which I think Harbor in the casting is pretty pretty good. I think that's a good choice. I like that. So I'm I'm in. I'm excited to see it. I hope it's going to be great. I like a lot of these kind of weird Christmas movies like this where they do the. Uh, uh, the extra genre right you take the christmas film mix it up with something fun i often like those so i'm excited to check this out um that'll be our next episode after our spoiler episode of devotion uh but follow us on social media instagram we're at bloody awesome movie pod and twitter for now we are at yeah, for now bamp underscore podcast b-a-m-p underscore podcast and we're still on Facebook, Bloody Awesome Movie Pod. Individually, you can find me at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all the social media platforms, including Hive. Uh, I, I'm not doing much on Hive, but I do have one, I guess. Uh, Matt, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and across all the social medias to search what I watch tonight, uh, including Letterbox. I think I'm on and Hive as well. if you like what we're doing here in the I podcast. I signed, signed up for it. I haven't used it, but I think I signed up for it. Oh yeah, uh, same. I I have one. I think I posted something, but it's it. I I don't know. It, it's been the app has been very glitchy. Um, yeah. It wasn't letting me post pictures for the first couple of days, and then finally it started working. So I don't know what was going on. Anyways, if you like what we're doing here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, please rate and review the show. It helps other people find us. We've had a pretty good year. Uh, we're going to get to talk about our um, stats from Anchor here pretty soon, but. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up. We've got a few more movies before we hit the Bampies, which is our award yes. show for the year. Um, that's it at this show. Thank you so much. We encourage you to keep watching movies and stay bloody awesome. Blah, 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 blah,